Hi, I'm Naoko, owner of Kita Teas, an online tea boutique with globally and sustainably sourced specialty loose leaf teas and teaware. 1% of our sales goes to women's empowerment and children's advocacy. So recently I had a personal epiphany of comparing chocolate and tea notes. I attended this lovely group of tea connoisseurs and we were on the topic of pairing uh, such chocolate with tea. And that kind of triggered um, this episode where I wanted to talk more about English breakfast. English breakfast is so popular here as a tea and in the West where many start their day or have it mid-morning as a pick-me-up tea with milk and sugar. And I love chocolate. I eat some form of it every day and there's that time of the month where I crave the sugary coated milk chocolate. Uh, So sweet but has that candy coating that I can't resist. Well, chocolate connoisseurs would probably cringe at the thought as the bean-to-bar movement is slowly gaining traction, the higher the cacao content, the better, more sophisticated. Where's the cacao sourced from? How is it processed? Etc. Well, as chief tea passionista, the so-called candy-coated milk chocolate is, in my view, likening the tasting experience to a cup of English breakfast with milk and sugar. If you Google English breakfast, you're going to come up with the English breakfast. A hearty English meal to eat for breakfast, which typically includes bacon, sausages, eggs, and black pudding. Okay, wait, what's black pudding? It's not sweet. Wiki says black pudding is a distinct regional type of blood sausage originating in Great Britain and Ireland. I had to look this up, of course. It's made from pork or beef blood with pork fat or beef suet in a cereal, usually oatmeal, oat groats, or barley groats. Mm, that sounds rich and something that would sustain you for the full work day ahead of you. Which is far from the tea, English breakfast, which did start as a beverage for the royals and aristocratic families. Sometime in the 16th century, when trade opened to bring tea from the Orient to Europe. Now, traditionally, an English breakfast tea is a blend of black teas from Assam, India, uh, Ceylon, which is Sri Lanka, and Kenya, um, which which is a little more... uh, neutral in flavor uh, but has those distinct um, cocoa notes and sometimes even a Chinese tea like a smoky or subtly smoky kimun um, is added as the builder is the body making of the blend and because of this hearty nature of this tea being full-bodied robust Uh, naturally people will blend this with their milk of choice and sugar to cut through that astringent finish and yes it was paired with this English breakfast as in the savory dish um, as really a pick-me-up and again to get you through the hard working uh, day ahead of you.
So I'm in this podcast solo for now, so I'm going to pretend you're asking questions. Some popular questions asked about English breakfast is, is it the same as Earl Grey? No. Earl Grey has bergamot oil from the citrus fruit, which gives that blend of a, that taste um, of floral sweet citrus note. And don't get me wrong, I really love Earl Grey. I think Earl Grey is a tea that I've been drinking for the past <laughs> at least 20 years. And I like it. I like to brew it double strength. Uh, with um, uh, with a little bit of almond milk um, for a uh, what is called the London fog. Uh, sometimes I like to whip up the milk to make it a latte. Also, I do love um, an English uh, Earl Grey straight uh, with no cream or sugar with um, a buttery shortbread or some lovely pastry. Um, as it just beautifully pairs well together. Another question I'm going to pretend that you're asking is, is it the same as Irish breakfast? Uh, very similar. Um, Irish breakfast is a blend of several black teas, um, but it's usually just two, which is also um, an Assam from India and then a Sri Lankan Ceylon. Now... I also had to go back to Wiki uh, that this tea was first transported from China to Ireland in the mid 18th century. Mainly interested, that's like about like 200 years later um, since the trade opened. Um, mainly introduced to the wealthy as a result of its high cost and low demand. However, through the mid 19th century, Irish breakfast tea also became readily available to those in both the lower and higher socioeconomic classes. So, not the same as English breakfast, but still known for its hearty, robust, strong flavor and uh, also malty aroma and finish. I don't think English breakfast is as quite malty as an Irish breakfast. Um, and it's also traditionally had with milk. Mm. I've never been to Ireland, but I know it uh, has such a global reputation for its high quality butter which is so tasty, it's rich, it's nuanced, creamy, mm, uh, which you can find uh, in specialty grocery stores in the U.S. And I can only imagine how amazing the local milk is. So, of course, I would put it in my cup of Irish breakfast if I had the opportunity. Now, both English and Irish breakfast teas are readily available for purchase today. In fact, I was at Walmart the other day to assess what's on the shelves. Um, actually, to get ready for this podcast, I was um, there yesterday. And um, there's the usual suspects. Uh, what you can find is Twinings. Uh, which is a uh, British company. And then there's Bigelow's, which for all of us, um, probably mostly American listeners, uh, is, is based in um, Connecticut, actually. I used to live very close to their warehouse. Um, so you can find their constant comment, black tea. Uh, and then there's also PG Tips and the Tetley British Blend. And this is rather interesting because if I read the Tetley
just checking if I can still speak and look at my photos at the same time. Um, apparently I can. So it's the box says celebrating the true British kappa. Tetley Tea proudly pre- celebrates 185 years of tea expertise in crafting the perfect brew. Known for its authentic British heritage, Tetley Master Blenders have lovingly created our best selling British blend from the finest tea leaves around the world, including Africa and Assam. This is assuming that the person drinking it knows that Assam comes from India. Like, why would you say Africa as a I mean, continent and then Assam as a region. Okay, that needs to be changed. Anyway, to give you a rich, bold, and flavorful cup of authentic British style black tea. This robust, full body tea is perfect for your everyday pick me up. Try it with a dash of milk for that royal experience. So, for this royal experience, you get 40 round tea bags. It's a beautiful cup of a teapot in a teacup with milk.、Um, And the price of those 20. Oh, no. I don't know why it says 20 on the back, but for 80 tea bags, you can buy it for less than $3. And that's an average of 3.8 cents per cup. Okay, 3.8 cents. Let's round it up to 4 cents. Like, you can't. The fact that you could get a. Tea in a tea bag on the shelves on Walmart of Walmart、It、doesn't have to be Walmart, but pretty much every every place you could find、um, Tetley. Like, you just wouldn't, don't you just wonder? Kind of like, yeah, confuse myself. Like, what, how can we buy it for four cents? If you think about the entire growing. Origin and how it has to, you can't even get it on the plane or the ship. Anyway, I can't even go into that vortex right now, so I'm backing up. Obviously, there's so much more to continue unpacking about the history of these iconic and now almost ubiquitous blends. So, why not bust the status quo for those who are curious and inquisitive to wanting to know where your food comes from? Right, where is the tea grown? How is it grown? And truly, without cream or sugar, does a black tea stand alone by itself for what it should taste like from other outstanding single origin teas on the market? If it's on the market. So, what if an English breakfast tea can be a single origin black tea? That is exactly what we did with my former tea company, Tivana. We went into the heart of Rwanda, where an American tea pioneer in the latter part of the 20th century, 1958 to be exact, went to Rwanda to build a tea cooperative that represents 3,500 small farmers and produces such a high quality specialty tea. It's called the Rwanda Vicari Orange Peko that we remarketed as an English breakfast tea. And through our thousands of employees and discerning tea customers, we were able to re educate the new tea customers' palate 
right? That an English breakfast can be enjoyed by itself with its subtle citrus top notes, medium body black, um, medium bodied uh, flavor with a lingering honey sweet finish. And if you wanted it stronger, you can brew it double strength, which can be had with your milk or sweetener of choice. But we really wanted to encourage that tea drinker, the beauty of the terroir, the origin of where this tea is grown. And you can read more about this amazing full-leaf black tea from Rwanda, uh, which is uh, from Tea Importers. Uh, Their website is teaimporters.com. And they have done so much local community development over the 40 years. Uh, since its operation in 2012. And they were awarded the U.S. State Department Award for Corporate Excellence to small and medium-sized businesses by then-Secretary Hillary Clinton. So by purchasing and educating our customers about this amazing tea, we indirectly made a contribution to this cause um, and to this right building um, helping support this co-op in Rwanda. And I know I'm a little off on tangent, but why not talk about the tea companies you admire and what they've contributed to the industry and at origin and their legacy still continues today. Alongside the other global, you know, tea companies that are on the shelves of Walmart. So today at Kita Teas, I've decided to select a single origin tea from Myanmar because I came across this beautiful loose-leaf tea through sampling, like we did from Rwanda many years ago. Why not showcase and elevate the origin of this expansive tea world? As a micro startup business, my impact isn't far-reaching yet, but it all, all it takes is one tea lover to another, Right, and hopefully uh, you are listening to this podcast because you are that tea lover, one person at a time to share our discoveries and spread the good news. The proof is in the cup. So Kitty Tea's English breakfast has a citrus top note apricot mid palate with a lingering sweet honey finish. This tea is grown at 4,500 feet high elevation and made by Shan and Palong minority farmers for the past 100 years in Myanmar. But I'd never heard of this uh, tea until I researched this uh, two years ago. A third generation Burmese family is stewarding this tea by making the tea available to purveyors like myself. You know, we've heard so much of the civil conflicts in Myanmar over the past decades why not call attention to this beautiful tea that steeps a wonderful cup and pairs so beautifully with a buttery shortbread cookie? And you can find uh, this recipe, the shortbread recipe at ketoteas.com on our blog post in uh, the category of recipes. So thank you for listening as I connect my personal tea stories to the world of tea as I believe tea can continue to be a catalyst for social change by building community 